Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Red lips, no denim jumpers. I'm not wearing any red lips, let's be real. Hi, <laughs> I, I am your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and uh, Shay Elliott is my uh, best girlfriend and co-host, and we are two friends 2,000 miles away with 10 kids between us, and um, turns out Last week, when we took a break, was that last week or the week mm-hmm. before last? Mm-hmm. The week before um, last, yeah. We might have uh, jumped the gun on that one. <laughs> we took a break because we had sick family members, and then I guess it was the mom's turn. So mm-hmm. Shay and I compared notes over the weekend. She was on the couch. I was, I don't know, yes. <laughs> out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How are you feeling? So, are you good? I'm just tired. I'm just yeah. tired. And it's just like, um, my mom goes, that doesn't sound like COVID. <laughs> like, I don't know. Google the new variant because I got every symptom. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, it's pain. It migrates. Hey, hey, guess what? Your elbow hurts. Hey, guess what? <laughs> now your lower back hurts. Now your kneecap hurts. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So how are you? How are your people? Um, everyone's good. Stu was the last one to go down with the stomach flu. So, mm. um, I guess that means we're done now. <laughs> Took its sweet time working through. So it's, um, it's good. Things are, it's a transitional period. Like you always hit this sort of stage in May. May is a really transitional month for us because mm-hmm. it's our last month of homeschooling. And let's be What's honest, that? we sort of like... <laughs> We're transitioning out of homeschooling. And (laughs) I saw this really great article that was like, hey, like finish strong for some families with homeschool might actually mean pairing back. Like that might be how they finish strong. They pair back. They do a little bit less in school. And, you know, like for us, we've been investing so much time outside and on the farm. Yeah. So um, I know you've been like super sick. And actually, Angela and I, while Angela was sick, you guys. It was the longest we'd never not talked in the yeah. history of our friendship. And I it, told her my phone died. I was like, I don't care. Well, at one yeah, point, really- she, your last text is like, I'm going to die and nothing. <laughs> and then it's like radio. I call. I text. So finally, I don't like to do this because that, you know, but I text did you, Joel. Did you track the husband down? I'm just you? like, Joel, can you just tell me if she's like in the emergency room or like, is? Oh. can you just assure me that she's still alive it's what day you know. was that Gosh. oh i don't it was early on it was early days Yikes. he goes i don't think she'll be getting up for quite a while <laughs> at one point i you know 
Well, the first the first thirty hours are just a blur because um, for those of you listening, like the migraine aspect of COVID is still a thing apparently, or for some people. So, what? It, long story short, is what we were thinking was the stomach flu with our kids was COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't so. know that the new. I didn't know that vomiting was a part of this thing. I have That's no news. cold symptoms at all. Right now, my like Amelie is complaining that her throat's starting to hurt. Right now, this afternoon, I'm like, ooh, does my throat hurt a little bit? But nothing. But I have no cold symptoms. Mm. I just feel like I got hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. But the first three days were just migraine and pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. It was just fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Daily grind here, folks. We are in right. the daily grind. Um. Yeah, it's been okay. So I was hoping that we could kind of talk about life in the garden today, because Please. again, talk going back to those transitional times. Um, years ago, when my babies were a lot littler and the property was in really just rough shape, mm-hmm. I had reached out to a local landscape company and asked if they had anybody who could help. Like, can you mm-hmm. help me to put a damper into this work? And they connected me with this um, young woman named Marseille. And Mm -hmm. Marseille came to work on our farm and she would come one day a week and she would just help me to weed. She was a horticulturist, so she knew a lot about pruning and um, how to take care of plants and flowers and all this kind of stuff. So she's been with me now working in the gardens a day a week for a couple of years And that eight hours of having somebody else help you was just mind-blowing. And also, she hasn't had kids, so she's got, like, this really young, strong body. (laughs) Like, she can just just do really amazing things. Um, Well, Marseille moved back home, and it's like a personal thing. Like, I don't want anyone else – in my garden. So I'm not going to be looking to replace her at all. She was a special friend of mine. It was a really mm-hmm. unique and special situation um, for a lot of reasons. But so we're in like now this this next transition of taking care of the gardens without help. And I know that sounds like really posh. So don't like want to punch me through the phone. Okay. But the reality is like, we don't just have these gardens. We work. This is our job. Like, this right. is where we film. This is what we record. This is, like, the crops that we're using for our YouTube <laughs> video. And, like, so it's this weird paradox. And it's do you want to so... punch me? No. No, okay. I'm laughing because I'm in my uh, rest. I'm reading um, a really great book. And I started just laughing last night reading this book because, okay, so I'm reading this book. It's called Lady Almina and the Real Downton Abbey. Okay. Um, So it's, it's about Highclere Castle, which is the name of that castle. And, and it's like about this area, this chapter in history with the Buccaneers were like these titles, these earls and men with titles were getting bailed out by money. You know, they'd marry... They'd, they would marry rich. Mm-hmm. And it's described, there's like this whole chapter describing the grounds. Five-acre garden, orangery, 
you know, the game, the gaming, like all it took to keep up with the hunt and keep the forest stocked and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then this room and then the draperies and the tapestries and the, <laughs> I'm just like, holy crap, no wonder Shay and I are always tired because what, what mm-hmm. you and I are like trying to aesthetically create are like these little mini, 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 mini miniature estates. Like mm-hmm. it's got a pocket here and then, oh, there's this over here and then mm-hmm. this and and yeah, we're just like trying to do it by ourselves. Yeah, it's just barbaric. <laughs> it's just like, why would you do this? Like they're going through all this stuff, and like yeah. this guy was in charge of the orchids, and this guy was in charge of the turnips. <laughs> yeah, just like, I'm just doing my best here, doing right. my best. Most what people are, are just bags like, wrapped around trees. Because yeah, most people are just content to have like a few pots of flowers on their front porch, and I get or it. Or just like a normal garden. <laughs> <laughs> that not I not no. I oh no I need the full experience <laughs> <laughs> also I shall milk a cow every day and yeah right you know butcher mm-hmm. my roosters and whatever mm-hmm. oh there's so much there's there really is so much so we should talk um you know we we haven't done so the theme of season 11 has been prepared makes possible and that's what I feel like we're doing right now in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk about how that applies to the farm and how that applies to the vegetable garden or the flower gardens, the herb gardens, all that kind of stuff. But um, it's been so good. It's so worth the investment. Like, I don't I don't know how you feel about this right now because you're tired. But, like, I genuinely don't regret an ounce of the work that we've put in here. I love and I'm so grateful for what we've created it's just work. It is just, just a yeah. lot of work. Um, but the payoffs are, they really are rich. So um, before we deep dive into the gardens today, let's say thank you to American Blossom Linens for sponsoring season 11 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. You guys know that we love and use American Blossom Linens. This is a small family-owned business here in America. They source their cotton, organic cotton from Texas, which is so neat. When we were in Alabama, we lived by cotton fields, and I loved it. I thought it was the most fascinating crop, cotton and tobacco, because those are so foreign to Mm -hmm. where I live here in Washington. So neat. Mm -hmm. Um, So Texas-grown cotton that goes through this special combing process to produce these, they're so soft, but they're crisp in like all the right vintage, beautifully woven sheet way. So Mm -hmm. AmericanBlossomLinens.com, you can source really beautiful sheets, duvets, pillowcases, and now towels as well. So the coupon code Homemaker Chic 10 if you want to nope, that's not Homemaker right. Homemaker Chic 20. I hate 20% doing this. I hate Homemaker Chic being wrong 20. like that. Homemaker Sorry. Chic 20, you get an extra extra 10% off. So lucky you. My my mistake. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh so thank you to Janet and American Blossom Linens for being such a high quality company that we get to share with you guys. We love them. So go dress your bed with American Blossom Linens sheets. If you forget the coupon code like me or the name of the company, just go to homemakerchicpodcast.com. All our sponsors are there with the corresponding coupon codes and links to their websites so that it's all in one place. Super easy for you. Yeah. Um, I think people are liking that the soup, that we're directing them there because mm-hmm. it's all right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I um, kind of went on a rampage yesterday and like – Boiled my pillows and <laughs> boiled my you know, pillows. You know what I mean? I only have like 42 pillows on my bed. So, yeah, that was easy. 
I went nuts. Yep. Yeah. The and first- then I was so tired last night, I couldn't make it. I just like laid it all out and just, like, uh, just went to sleep on top of it. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys all love this story. It made me think of it. So Stu gets the stomach flu and like, I hate the stomach flu so much. I hate vomit. I hate the sound of people vomiting. It's my least favorite thing in the entire world. Well, there's in our house right now, because of the construction, there's nowhere to go. Like we have, there's one bathroom. Everything is like around it. So you can hear it wherever you are. So of course, like I hear this and I start not feeling good and it makes me uncomfortable. So I take the sheets <laughs> off and I like immediately change the sheets on the bed. And like a grown up, I have two sets of American Blossom linens for my bed. So I was, I had a clean set in the cupboard, put them right on the bed. So I also don't have a washer dryer right now. Okay. So my dear friend, Amber, who's been out of town has been letting me use her washer and dryer. So I've been going there like three times a day, moving laundry. Well, I go there, I wash the sheets. I went to go put the sheets in the washing machine, move what was in the washing machine to the dryer. And I open it up. I'm like, oh, something's not right here. This doesn't smell right. This is something's wrong. Something's really wrong. And I start taking pieces out and like, as I take- Of the washing machine? Out of the washing machine. As I'm taking pieces out, I'm like, oh, this is, this is not good. Sure enough, there is a dead mole in the washing machine that went in. It was not an Amber's washing machine, by the way. It was from my boys' laundry. <laughs> and somehow I missed it when I was putting all the clothes in the washing machine. So I washed all of their clothes with a dead mole. And if you're wondering what that smells like, it smells like a hot, soapy, dead mole. And it was terrible. And I have to decide if I'm going to tell Amber that there was a dead mole in her washing machine. At least it was a dead one. Dead oh, mole. Oh, it was good. so bad. Oh, you shit. guys, it was so like, bad. The boys I was like, had like captured it. I don't know. Had, or like, the cats did. And like somehow it ended up in the laundry hamper. I don't know. I was just like, how, how is this still where we're at in life? Like, is this just, this doesn't happen to other people. I know. Some of the stuff that happens to me, I'm like, it, are people just not talking about it? I or know. am I a freak? I know. Like, Let's talk about this, too, while we're on the topic <laughs> of laundry. Then I swear we'll get into the gardens. So I'm using Amber's washing machine and her laundry detergent. She has it all set out for me. God bless the woman. Turns out I'm not super bad at laundry, but nuclear soap really helps <laughs> She uses, like, the Tide, you know, like, I don't know, just terrible chemical crazy soap. And dang it, if it doesn't work on farm clothes, like, It's so funny you way say because <laughs> you said something about that the last time we recorded. And I go, oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, and apparently we never went real. back to Tide. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't believe I can't. the difference. But now your whole house smells like it. Oh, don't you have that smell, that laundry well, detergent smell? No, because I don't use fa- I didn't use fabric softener. Is that why people's clothes smell so, like I and I don't use dryer sheets. I didn't use dryer sheets, no, so it's I just cannot like the soap. do um, other people's laundry smell. My yeah. kids go play at friends' houses and stuff, and they come home and like change your clothes. I cannot handle it. Well, I can't walk down that aisle at the grocery store. Yeah, Joel when he visits his family, I'm like, please just leave your stuff outside. 
mm-hmm. because I can't don't I can't I, I can't do laundry detergent smell. I'm like uber unfragranced, no nothing. It's too chemically for Unless me. Unless it's Chanel. It's Chanel or death. That's it. It's Chanel, yeah, sure. I can wear <laughs> Chanel all um, day. Well, but I think Tide makes I think Tide makes like a non fragrance one. You know, I mean, there's lots of yeah. varieties of nuclear soap. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to decide if this is a hill I'm going to die on. Please don't email me and be like, you should try uh, Soap Nuts or try this brand. It's like, I've tried. Oh, yeah, right. I've done it all. I have done it You can all. make your own. But, yeah. I, I it doesn't work as own, good. And then no, people are like, hello, good. do you know how toxic Fell's naphtha is? <laughs> well, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just something I'm thinking about in my head. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, okay. Just, okay. Just I just get like the big bucket from Azure, but. You don't know it's not like working as good as it could until you use somebody else's and you're like, oh. Oh. That's nice. That's incredible. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's nice. Okay. Okay. So super classy as always here on Homemaker Chic. <laughs> Let's cue the wine music. Um, I want to tell you about oh, yeah. this wine that I had. I know you're probably not in the mood for wine. Oh my gosh. At all. I, yeah. Okay. Wow. But I still I want to tell but... you about this. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't eat Isn't anything. That funny? It is. It's so bad. Um, I, we, ha- we have this joke in our family that if I buy a special ingredient, mm-hmm. we're going to get the stomach flu. And sure oh, okay. enough, I went to the special store and I bought squid. And I was like, I just wanted to introduce my kids to it. I was like, I want to learn how to cook it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you know that squid is now off and sitting in my refrigerator because I don't want to eat squid coming off of the stomach. <laughs> That's funny. Not exactly a comfort food. Okay. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast <laughs> where we encourage you to pour a glass with us. Angela will not be partaking today. Um, but visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. That is where you can get incredibly clean, beautiful, and delicious wines from all over the world. Dry Farm Wines does the work for you in that they go out, they find these amazing growers with very small productions, and they import them here into the United States. So this isn't a label. No one's growing for dry farms. They literally just go out, drink, and find these amazing little vineyards that are producing wines that meet their criteria, which by the way, less than 0.01% of the wines produced in the world do. So when I tell you that these are the best, I'm literally telling you these are the best. (laughs) No GMOs, no added yeast, no added sugars, no purple dyes, no fillers, nothing like that. Just naturally yeasted, beautiful, beautiful wines. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. We want you to use that link and you'll get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny. So you kind of get to make your own little custom box. It could be reds, whites, bubblies, rosés. They have a little orange trio that they're selling right now of orange wine. We talked about that last week on the podcast. Um, They also have lower alcohol wines. They have a new membership for lower alcohol wines. So if alcohol doesn't really settle with you that well, this would be a great membership for you to check out. And I haven't reminded you about this in a while, but if you live in a state that doesn't allow um, the importation of alcohol, which I think like Michigan, Arkansas, there's a couple weird ones. You can have it's it. So sh- weird. It is. You can have it shipped to your local liquor store. 
So just set it up with a liquor store. Tell them you want to do it. And I know that they'll ship to ABC liquor stores, all that kind of stuff. So just something to think about. Um, Okay, I opened this bottle last night and it kind of blew my mind. Um, I had no, like I had no place. Normally I can kind of get a bearing on where's this from? What variety is it? This one, I had no idea. So okay. I always play is a game. It red or white? It's white. I always play a game okay. with myself when I try a new wine. I try to guess before I look at the back of the bottle. Okay. I had nothing, not a dang thing on this one, but it was so full bodied and so okay. like punchy. Um, so I flipped it Show over. Me. I've never heard of the region and I've never heard of the variety. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if I've ever had this before. Okay. It's oh, it's one of those tall, skinny ones. It's, I know. These bottles are so sexy. I love those. Okay. Villa no, uh, Noria. Um, see, I'm doing it with my Italian uh, accent now. Uh, <laughs> I'm I can't even. Care. Okay. I can't even. You just go ahead and murder that. You guys, that, I Shay. can't even. What's this region? Languedoc? Languedoc. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the region. It looks like kind of southeastern France. The variety mm-hmm. is Picpoul de Pinay, which turns out means like tang on the t- – hold on. I pulled it up so I wouldn't butcher it. Stings the okay. lip. That's Ooh. what that variety means. It means stings the lip. Isn't that funny? Really? Yeah. To call a variety of grapes. Stings the lip. Picpoul de Pinay. Okay. Mm. So here's what I learned about this variety – Obviously, crazy acidic, which is why it's called Stings the Lip. This is not a blend. It's 100% that variety. I don't want to say that word again because it's hard. Flavors of <laughs> lemon and saline, white blossoms and wet stones, bone dry. This says light to medium bodied, but dang it. I mean, I just thought it was like it was a punch of flavor. So incredibly good. So if you're looking I'm gonna for I'm going to request like that. That really, sounds really – What like did you a, have it with? Um pasta okay i've been in like pasta making that's a totally different topic mm-hmm. but anyway so it's called no how would you say this in french n-o-r-i-a n-o-r n-o-r-i-a no i want to say noria but like obviously that's, yeah, that's how it fine would be in just Italian. a little that's fine <laughs> anyway patrons if you're watching the video mm-hmm. you can see the bo- the bottle um <sighs> so incredible so check that out if you're looking or if you see that variety anywhere else that's really interesting never seen it so hmm. cool i'm gonna finish that today probably yeah just me and my bottle okay um, i want someone to make me food so part <laughs> of the part of the the bummer was that i got gypped out of my mother's day brunch mm-hmm. i thought about and that i was like I've never been taken to brunch on Mother's Day. I was super excited. I had recently been at like a a little mixer in town um, with a friend of mine that had been catered by the place we were going to and the food was really good and I was really excited. So bummer. Bummer. Yeah. You'll get them next year, Tiger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, uh, should so. we start in the garden, the vegetable yes, garden, the flower garden? Anywhere, 
that was like the first couple of days, like I stood at my window and just cried because mm-hmm. it is like you said, it's such a transitional time. And we literally had sn- our last snow just 15 days ago. So I just am like chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm. Um, We can talk perennials for a few minutes or whatever you want. I want to talk I'm, vegetables. I'm, okay, fine. I want to talk fine. vegetables because I... I need to expand my vegetable horizons. Like I, I botched my order this year. I don't know. It's not going to sound like I'm very into my garden right now. I can hear this apathetic tone in my voice, but I, I feel like I need um, variety. And I, I'm thinking the ship already has sailed for this year. I might just have to wait till next year. Like the beautiful, I, I lost a lot of stuff. So I, and that's my fault. Like I, I killed two trays on my seed rack. So like all the great those Italian saute peppers like oh I don't have any of those yeah 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 it's um that happens really easily I killed a tray of zinnias and amaranth love lives bleeding I was so sad I do it because um, my lights are pink and they make this weird they make the leaves look a weird color. and so if I'm not like attentive like looking at each tray with the lights off every day then They die, and I can't tell because everything's this crazy hot pink color. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So our – I'm kind of re-falling back in love this year with food storage. And, again, don't mean this in, like, the preppery kind of way, but also as a family of six, like, we eat so much food. It blows people's minds. Like, sometimes I get groceries delivered and they're like, they asked me last night, they're like, is this a restaurant? I'm like, no, it's just my family. (laughs) I don't know what to say. We eat a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's that's a challenge when you're trying to balance, like, effort and budget and the space that you have to actually Mm -hmm. store things. But... I do not really pay attention to a lot that's going on culturally for a lot of various reasons. And especially even more so lately. I'm just like quiet the noise. Just just quiet. Trying to trying to cut out any sort of nonsense that I can. Yeah. But but the food thing is a little hard to ignore. Yeah, yeah. the food thing obviously is on a, on the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. And um You know, it just, it always feels important to me. And this year it feels important and it feels really purposeful. So I'm trying my dangness to just, just do a good job. No matter what amount of space you have, no matter how many varieties of stuff you're growing. See, I like really paired back varieties this year and I'm just like, stop it. You don't need kohlrabi. You don't. Just mm-hmm. don't grow it. Just grow like a dozen things really well. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. Um, I think for for me with food, like this is the first year where it doesn't feel like this silly little hobby. <laughs> sure. It feels really, um, it feels important. It feels mm-hmm. important that we've mm-hmm. got four lambs and I'm trying to like take really good care of them feels really important that the cow stays really healthy mm-hmm. feels really important I, you know i got like a 20 foot um 
greenhouse, like plastic greenhouse, and I'm going to grow all my tomatoes in there. And they're going to go in this weekend because I am not waiting another three weeks to put tomatoes. Like I want production mm-hmm. and I've got my harvest right, my mm-hmm. um, freeze dryer. You know, I yeah. feel like I can have more control over uh yeah. The harvest. Yeah. <laughs> you I'll know, tell not you just what. like that stupid freeze dryer. It just runs. It just runs. It makes me so happy because yeah. I don't know if you feel like this, but there's some crops that I like I really know what to do with in terms of preservation. So for example, mm-hmm. cabbages. Um, yeah. I grow storage varieties, which can last us as whole heads all through the winter. But then I also grow fresh varieties, which we eat fresh, but then we also eat um, turn into sauerkraut, into kimchi. Mm-hmm. So like, I know what to do with that. But when there's extra zucchini, and our joke here is like, you can't leave your windows down in summer because somebody will find them and shove a zucchini and cut inside your car, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> because they just grow really well here. Well, what do you do with extra zucchini? It's like, okay, you can shred it and you can freeze it and you can add it to stuff in the winter time, but that's not making anybody's skirt fly up. Right. That's, and you know, there's a place for utilitarian stuff like that, of course. But so that's where the freeze dryer has come in for me in a lot of ways, because I know what to do with like chunks of zucchini. I can add it to soups and I can add it to Mm -hmm. stir fries and it has substance and it's not just shredded liquid. Mush. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So it's kind of opening up this whole new um, method of food storage. Even, for example, potatoes. Potatoes are incredible freeze dried. So I won't do that right away because we'll be able to eat our fresh potatoes. But about halfway through the winter, when they start to bolt and they'll start mm-hmm. to like send up their little shoots and go soft and squishy, that's mm-hmm. a great time. Like shred them all, get them all in there. And yeah, just kind of maximizing the harvest. Really? Yeah. Not letting it go to waste. So Mm -hmm. that feels like a completely different thing. Um, I've really brought my grocery bill down and it sucks. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Like I've, I've shaved it down uh, like three, four hundred dollars just by saying no to, Mm. it's so lame. Just saying no to fun fun things. Yeah. Yeah. And just being more disciplined about making things and i mean even amelie was saying she's like just wait till your oven gets here you can go back to like your normal i'm a baker mm-hmm. <laughs> you know she can go back she goes you can go back to like actually making things and not just heating yeah <laughs> heating things yes. you know yes um yeah that's very true yeah um somewhere else i've kind of really spiraled into recently and it just feels we have a YouTube video coming out on this in a couple of days, but it's on my new herb garden because my my big herb order came in. Well, I don't think you and I were talking then. Like, I think no, this we was... talked over the winter building fantasy carts. But yes, we haven't talked. Well, yeah. so I had placed that order. I think it was for about okay. thirty different medicinal herbs. Nice. And so I have just this little plot of land that I've sort of sectioned off and there's already a few Mm -hmm. things in it i have a plum tree in it and an apple tree in it some lavender some oregano some thyme some parsley but i planted weird stuff like i love the names of these like wormwood Mm -hmm. skull cap Mm -hmm. (laughs) like all these really i planted clary sage and 
Um, oh man, like the, the whole list, I did the whole list on YouTube, everything I'm going to grow in there and it's just going to be wild and Mm -hmm. self-seed and spread and do whatever it wants. It it can do it where I put the garden. And I really want to like deep dive into understanding these things and understanding Mm -hmm. how to use these things. Cause what kind of blows my mind about modern medicine and praise God for modern medicine, but so often the medicines that we take are just an isolated element of something in nature. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is like we can actually do a lot with nature ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, that kind of stuff geeks me out. I don't know anything about it, really. I mean, I've obviously used oils for a very long time. I know how to mm-hmm. use them. So I know the general properties of a lot of different herbs. Right. But – Inter- like, I don't know what you're supposed to do with skull cap. And so it's like this whole new slippery slope of obsession. And I got to tell you, it kind of gives me the same feeling that I had when I first started being a homesteader. You know, hmm. when you're just like ravenous yeah, for it all and you want to learn how to do it all. I remember drying my first bundle of herbs and just feeling so proud <laughs> oh my gosh herbs yeah any anything that involves cutting them wrapping them together like it i get i nerd out it mm-hmm. makes me so happy mm-hmm. i don't care if they hang there and i never use them mm-hmm. it just yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of my herbs are going into the freeze dryer this year so i actually just harvested a bunch of beautiful spring parsley when it's nice and tender And put it in the freeze dryer because Mm -hmm. the quality is so much better. It's so much different than drying them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a few things that I really want to have. So springtime is a really great time to harvest like raspberry leaves for raspberry leaf tea. You want to do it when the leaves are really nice and tender. So like -hmm. if you have a raspberry patch or a friend has a raspberry patch, go out in the morning and pluck a bunch of leaves and dry them and grind them up and you can – you don't even really have to grind them that much, but just right. use that as your raspberry leaf tea. Um, same thing with nettles. This is a really beautiful time of year for nettles, which I did plant some of those as well in the herb garden. Um, cool. I know we have them wild here, but I'll save myself the effort, the foraging effort. Just plant them. <laughs> Look, domestic nettles. It's amazing. <laughs> Medical nettles domesticus. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I'd like to put it in a proper herb garden. I've got like all mine by the front of the house here, but it's, I was just uh, out there actually complaining about it <laughs> because you can tell it's the first thing I did when we moved here. Oh, the it first like the thing. First. And I just kind of want to blowtorch the whole thing and start over, but I don't know how. I mean, it's just a mess. And why? I'm like, okay, what do you mean it's a mess? Well, I did like a whole wall of chives, like right against the edge of the, like, I had all these chives from our farm that I brought with me. I didn't know what to do with them, and I just lined them all up. And they look really pretty when they're blooming. Um, but now, like, there's grasses kind of in them, and then and then the sorrel is behind the chives, and then there's, like, a bl- big blank space, and then there's three different varieties of sage, then the lavender and the yarrow. And I don't know if I should just run with it and just keep packing it in there. You know, I've got lemongrass, you know, and just – 
okay, this is the herb garden. Here mm-hmm. it is. Because mm-hmm. um, I did have that at our old farm where they were just all mashed together and it was so charming. And it was so thick. I would actually just set the rocks right on top of it to make a path to get back mm-hmm. to everything. I don't know if it's worth starting all over mm-hmm. or just adding to what's mm-hmm. already there. It could be charming if you just keep adding. Yeah. But I think um, in in under this idea of like prepared makes possible, like I know this is like people are going to interpret this a lot of different ways, but it comforts me to be like, hey, I have this patch of a lot of things that I could yeah. use, that I can mm-hmm. use, that I can learn how to use. Like that mm-hmm. knowledge, like I think we almost forget how powerful knowledge is mm-hmm. and how important that kind of stuff is to pass on. You know, I I even feel like this with like using I guess for lack of a better word, like natural remedies for my family. Like mm-hmm. when my kids have a headache, it's not that I don't ever give them pain medicine, but there's always like a there's always like some layers of like okay, but here's what we can try first. <laughs> you know, Let's have like a cold glass of water. Make sure you're going to the bathroom. Sometimes like just a shower is enough. Sometimes getting out in the sun is enough or taking a Mm -hmm. nap or, you know, having a good meal. Like there's always like these other things that we sort of work through first. And I think that that's like really, I don't know, that to me, that passing that on generationally like through the family, that helps me to be better prepared as their mom. Even something like the garden. I don't think it's any small thing. We we talk about it and it's fun, but like I don't think it's a small thing to do all this work to feed your family. I think that's actually really cool. That's why I do it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really important, which is why mm-hmm. I do it. And obviously that's not everybody's priority, but Tubes and Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful from the inside out. Tubes & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit tubesandco.com. That's tubes like soups. Tubesandco.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? May I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm, two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried foods last 
for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right to... A huge concept on this show is Better Not More, and our sponsor, House of Tokuman, exemplifies this idea... Visit hotrugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. Dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman. I have to confess, I'm pretty obsessed with this company. I totally trust Annabelle's knowledge and expertise. She's helped me find beautiful heirloom quality rugs for our home. They are made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Free shipping in the continental U.S. is a serious bonus too. Here's a designer tip. Follow House of Tokuman over on Instagram for the most incredible education on rug quality, care, and sourcing. And then when you're ready, use this exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for 25% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas, my friends. You've seen them in our homes. Now it's time to dress your home in a rug. Visit House from Tokuman at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25. Hello, lovely homemakers. This is Angela. Spring is in the air and it's time to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com for your spring home design inspiration. Join the Old World Design Society now for as little as $5. You'll have access to one design class a month, a private online forum full of professional designers and amateur home stylists to learn from and become friends with, choose to include a print or digital magazine with your society membership, and watch your stylist skills grow. Become a member of the Old World Design Society today and learn how to elevate your space, improve your knowledge of antiques and history, and style your home like a pro. The Spring Magazine is shipping now and it's gorgeous. Our design classes are ready for you to join us. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and see that there is now an option for every budget. That's oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. With my kids, um, you know, kind of like one one going down and then the next going down and then the next, I was really proud of them because one by one, they each went outside. Mm. When they, like, at the minute they started to feel really, really bad, even Julian, he's 10, what are you doing? I'm going outside to mm. the sunshine. Mm-hmm. And he just sat there and just... Mm-hmm. You know, but like they knew I don't feel good, so I should go be outside. Mm-hmm. I was so proud. Mm-hmm. It kind of geeked me out. Mm-hmm. The day after. Not can I watch a movie or rot in front of cartoons for three days, but I'm going out to sit in the sun. Yeah. You know, you need yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, The day after I was really sick, I went out and I was trying to garden, but like bending over, like my stomach was just wrenched. 
And finally, I was like, it's too much. So I just laid in the pea gravel. It was a really nice day. And I laid down in the pea gravel on my back with all my limbs out. And I fell asleep. And Stuart ran up to me. He thought I'd collapsed because he knew that I was sick. And he was just like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) sleeping. Just sleeping. (laughs) Take it easy. But I'm sure I just look like a like dead, just like completely flat. Chase <laughs> like sprawled out. Man. <laughs> there was probably drool involved. Yeah. Oh, um, so I'm reading- I love it when the pea gravel is so warm oh, that you can take a nap on it. I know, it's so good. Yeah. I'm reading this when I say reading, by the way, I mean an audiobook because because that's how I read these days. Um I want to pull it up so I don't get the title wrong, but it's really, if any of you use Audible, uh, let me, hold on, hold please. Okay. Here, I'm going to show the cover of the book I'm reading because I know there's lots of Downton Abbey people. Okay. This is really good. This is the lady, Almina. Oh, that's pretty. I'm actually reading it. Um actually reading how, it. how very upper class of you um yeah. it's called <laughs> the unsettling of america by wendell berry so a lot of people are familiar with wendell berry he oh yeah like he published I... it back in the 70s he wrote a lot mm-hmm. of agrarian essays okay. um so this is on it's on a lot of things but there's sort of these letters on what happens when you sort of took the farm from the family and gave mm-hmm. it to the factory Mm-hmm. And the way that that disconnected us from everything that humans have known <laughs> for yeah. as long as humans have existed. And yeah. so it might seem it's like such a simple thing, even as a mom of kids, like even if you don't have a farm, like for your kids to just be outside and like be mm-hmm. in the dirt and understand things about nature. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The way that they value it and the way that it changes your perspective. I mean, think about vegetables. Like once you became a vegetable farmer, like you mm-hmm. never thought about it the same way again. Same with milk. Milk is something people interact with their entire lives. And yet mm-hmm. when you have a dairy animal, you have a completely brand new and forever changed relationship with milk and or all milk products. <laughs> yeah (laughs) or meat like some people are like oh i couldn't eat it if i knew where it had come from i'm like i can't and really enjoy meat if i don't know where it comes from don't know where it comes from (laughs) yeah exactly i'm like i'm sorry what was his name and did he have any friends (laughs) (laughs) portlandia episode um yeah, so that's if you guys were wanting to kind of geek out on some like just agrarian farmy magic first of all agrarian i have a thing for words there's certain words that i just love and i love the word agrarian Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and essay essay is also a great word you know i I love it and so tell us the name again the unsettling of america okay Mm -hmm. yeah good stuff um wendell berry has a lot of great you can find a lot of them online but um but that's just some fun stuff there. Um, okay, here's a controversial topic. I don't. Oh my! I can't. I can't even believe I'm going to do this or say this. Oh boy! <laughs> I have no idea. Could you text me these things first? <laughs> I have, for the last 
like as long as I've, well, okay. I don't think for as long as Stuart and I have been married that I have ever bought sugar. Okay. Okay. And so when I want to sweeten something, and I just did a post on this on YouTube, I use maple sugar, maple syrup, honey, or unrefined whole cane sugar. (sighs) Herein lies the dilemma. I really want to become like a really proper jam maker. And all of those sweeteners really change the flavor and not like in a bad way, but like a- But they just do. And and when you have a gentle fruit, like a strawberry. Mm -hmm. um, So we use honey from our bees, which is really, uh, what's the word? Um, Jam uses a lot of sweetener. (laughs) Whatever sweetener you, you use. And even if you do a low sugar jam, you still use a lot of sugar. Um, and our honey is really valuable because you don't get that much honey from your bees, mm-hmm. okay? And mm-hmm. if you're buying it, even more so, obviously, it's expensive. Um, and maple sugar is really expensive. Maple syrup is really expensive. Um, dehydrated mm-hmm. whole cane sugar is a lot more price effective. Price, that's not the right word. Um, but it's it changes the flavor, because it adds the, all of the molasses flavor. And I love that for cakes. I think it's a really complex sweet, which it's I really, really love. It's got a lot of depth. It has I a mean, ton I use of molasses depth. in my yeah. cakes. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. And, it and I love it. It makes a big difference. And I know like all my scones and cupcakes and muffins and like I use all the good sweeteners and that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I actually like bought the Costco organic cane sugar and – I'm just going to make some batches of just sugar jam, which I know wow. everyone's like, oh, okay, great. But it feels really big to me, okay? <laughs> feels really big to me because we do not eat any white sugar. Just not something that we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it because I want a really bright, colored, beautiful, not flavored with other things jams. Right. Right. And I know you can do it with apple juice concentrate. You know, like those tubes of frozen yes. apple juice concentrate. Yes. So I have some of those. I'm going to give that a go because I could I could make that myself. I mean, we're an apple country. That would be easy. So that could right. be like a naturally sourced sweetener that we could use. But I don't know if that's going to change the flavor or anything like that. So I'm going to do some experimenting with my jam. Okay. So if you guys have anything like super tried and true, I would love to hear it. Like message us over on Instagram. What what are they using in the um bio bio nature? Yeah, what yeah, are they, use? they use apple juice concentrate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know it's possible, but there's very little information online about making jams with apple juice concentrate. Very little. So maybe I'll work it out and I'll share that. I would love to be able to do that to give people another option because I think I think like a lot of people are tightening their grocery belts or their belt is just not stretching as far as it used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a lot more important for me to have good, beautiful jam and to make use of 
all of our stuff that we're have we have coming off the farm here in season. Right. It's more important right. for me to do that than it is for me to, you know, maybe have it a hundred percent exactly like I would like it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I just am putting in a new strawberry patch because my I think I've shared this before that mine got annihilated by the deer. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a lot of fruit coming off the property, which is sad. I had to rip out my raspberry bushes. They never did anything. They were just a waste of effort. Mm -hmm. You know, you have those parts of your garden that you're like, actually, this just makes me angry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sort of defeating the purpose here. Yep. Um, But I'm excited to have strawberries again. So, Mm -hmm. um. And current bushes. I finally have current bushes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Those kinds so. of little things, oh man, they just, they make me so happy. And the more time that I spend out in the garden right now, especially with the kids, you know, this mm-hmm. is their sixth year here on this farm. So they like, my son went up to, I say my son, like I'm talking to the crowd, you know who Owen is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my son, Owen. He went up to our peony bush. I have these beautiful buds that are just about ready to pop. And he goes up and he licks it like a lollipop because it, right before it pops, it produces this really sweet nectar, like a honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all the flies will come to it, you know, like yeah. all the all the insects are attracted to it. You can mm-hmm. see it almost like dripping off these peony buds. But he knew like, oh, this is the good stuff. Like you get right. a day and a half, a year where you can do this. And I'll find him just, you know, romping around, chewing on mint leaves or just like- or chives. My kids are always eating chi- like chive straws. I'm like you realize your breath really stinks now. <laughs> it's true. They make chive jewelry, they like do uh, oh, yeah. them together and yeah. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. it's fun to get to see them explore in that way and it's shocking to me how much it helps mom or doesn't even have to be mom, like just rage or just um, unmotivation, laziness, apathy, just it cures all that stuff for me. And I'm sure that's a personal thing, but the more time I spend outside, the happier I am for sure. So it's been a good reminder, like just do that. (laughs) Yeah. Why do we live where it snows? I don't (laughs) know. I don't either. I don't know. Every year I question my life's decisions. Actually, okay. Um, I listened to this interview the other day from a woman who was born in really rural South Carolina and thought, no, thank you. And mm-hmm. so she moves to New York and she becomes this chef and realized, you know, the city makes a lot of promises. And mm-hmm. a lot of those come up short, right? Hmm. Even though she had found success there, she sort of came back round to being like, it really is more about being with the people that I love, the people, the people, <laughs> you know, your, right. your people. And mm-hmm. so she ends up moving back to South Carolina, moving in the house like across the street from her parents And she opens a restaurant there that's really successful, sort of ends up falling back in love with just local cuisine and exploring that and highlighting that super successful restaurant. And it was kind of a neat testament. And she even said, like, you know, we often move for work. 
like how often do we move for family for people for people that we love just to be with mm-hmm. the people that we love mm-hmm. and i think that's why that's why i live here yeah my people are here you know and that makes me happy i like to be mm-hmm. around them i've also lived in places where i've been away from them and god's very faithful in providing what you need but that's not it's not the same as having your people there you know right. so i think that's a big that's a big one for me so we endure the winters Boo. i moved here because i wanted my my people to myself <laughs> like i wanted to get away from uh hubbub i just wanted my kids you know and this is so secluded and remote that i feel like i just get them to myself i'm so mm-hmm. i'm a very greedy mom very greedy mom they could be with me all the time and i feel like that's one of the reasons i chose door county because i my prayer was that they would love it as much as i do and like mm-hmm. that they would want to carve out a life here because you go back into the city and it's just like so overstimulating and it's exciting and there's a lot to do, but you get back here and you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, even just an afternoon of errands, we're happy, mm-hmm. so happy to get back. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day when I was cleaning out food in my cooler, which is like my least favorite homemaking job in the world. I hate cleaning oh, out refrigerators. Okay, just like I cleaned mine cleaned it organized it went down like went got sick i just went back in there for the first time i'm like what what is with you people <laughs> can you can you not see this is the cheese tub this is yep. the produce tub here's where the milk goes yep what was is it that hard yep it is i don't it is apparently i don't know <laughs> I pulled Dang. D'Angelo like when I was sick. I was like, got up the next day, you know, like, oh, is this where y'all uh-huh. would be if I died? Is this the quality oh. of life that we're we're setting for ourselves? Oh, yeah. I went <laughs> nuts. Yeah, I vacuumed. I yeah, I went crazy. Yep. Joel's like, maybe you should calm down. I'm like, no way. I don't dare. <laughs> <laughs> but I so I walk in the cooler and I actually felt gratitude. Because I'm constantly complaining that where we live, the food scene is terrible. Terrible. And it makes me mad because I really enjoy good food and I really enjoy when people Mm -hmm. cook good food for me. Mm -hmm. But then I actually thought you probably wouldn't have pushed yourself to like the level of cooking that you're at now if you could just go eat Israeli food and Moroccan food and Indian food and have these just incredible... Do you remember that restaurant we went to in Atlanta next to the... Mm -hmm. What was that food? It was... It was... It was Moroccan. Turkish food? It was something. It was... I don't think it was Moroccan. Anyway, like... I thought it was. I could eat that stuff all day. Like... Yeah, I could just I would never stop. And I think if I lived in a city and I just had all of that at my disposal, I don't think I would cook. <laughs> I would just be like, yeah, probably Please just make me your pita bread because it's 10 times better than mine. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a, it's been a good reminder too. like we can mm-hmm. we can do this. Um, you guys, if we would love to see 
what your gardens look like this year. We didn't really get into the perennial gardens. Maybe we need to save flowers and those sorts of beautiful things for a different episode, but prepared makes possible. So even if you just put a little tomato plant out on your porch or maybe a little thing of herbs in your kitchen window or plant a little small area of your lawn, that's a great way to start. I started with a little like four by two square and I knew nothing about anything. And I think I put peppers outside in like February and peas outside in August and it made no sense. I did not know what was happening, (laughs) but you can learn. You can learn new things and- It is no small thing. I think it's such a beautiful and fun thing for the homemaker to invest time in. So. Absolutely. We hope you're getting lots of good gardening time in. Share pictures of your garden with us over on Instagram and we'll share them to our story. I would love to see what you're growing. All that beautiful food. Yeah. We all have our little victory gardens at this point. Seriously. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, okay. my gosh. Well, g- okay. go rest, my friend. And <laughs> <laughs> you look terrible. You sound terrible. Thank you. You feel terrible, Thanks. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm that looked terrible. I'm teasing you. <laughs> I'm teasing. And the other day I did look in the mirror. I thought, holy cow. <laughs> like, you are looking haggard. Mm-hmm. I just looked so worn down. Mm-hmm. Like, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- the garden shall refresh me. Yes. And the sunshine. Yep. All the good stuff. Take a mm-hmm. break from the daily grind and just go outside. Because I always tell myself, like, the house is not going anywhere. That cobweb right. that's not dusted out of the kitchen, like, it's literally going See nowhere. in October. So wait right. for a rainy yeah. day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> go outside. All right. Uh, HomemakerChicPodcast.com. You can check out all of the links and coupon codes there for all the sponsors. If you forget any of those. And we'll be back here with you again on Thursday. I am unprepared for what we're going to be talking about, but we'll think of something. It'll be great. It'll be great. Well, (laughs) thanks for carrying that conversation for me. Yeah. Appreciate it. No problem. (laughs) Okay. Ladies, we'll be back here with you you on Thursday. On Thursday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.